0: Welcome back to the Rochester Local podcast. My name is Becky Montpetit. I am the owner of Rochester Local, and today I'm joined by Marty Walsh. Hi, Marty. Hi, Becky. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, how was the walk down from your house?
1: mostly snow free. <laughs> yeah. Brisker than it should have been. No, I know. But it's going in the right direction.
0: Marty and I are neighbors, and so he just did a quick little jaunt over here, and I'm so glad that he's with us in the studio today before we get started. Want to say a thank you to our sponsors, First Alliance Credit Union and the Edit Shop for the beautiful styling of our Rochester local podcast studio. All right, Marty, should we get into it? Let's do it. All right. So there are many fascinating things about Marty Walsh, but I am going to start with what I think is one of the most intriguing things about you right now, which is the Minnesota Driftless Trail. Yes. That's what it's called, right? Driftless Hiking Trail.
1: Yes. Minnesota Driftless Hiking Trail.
0: Yeah. Please tell me all about that.
1: Sure. So uh, the Minnesota Driftless Hiking Trail, our mission, it's more of a project than a trail right Uh now. But our mission is to build a hundred plus mile backpacking focused trail Uh across the Driftless area of Minnesota. Yes. So most people do not necessarily know what the Driftless area is. Yes, I'm glad that
0: you're going to describe it. Yep. Yep.
1: So I was thinking if you're driving from Rochester to Chicago, you Mm -hmm. cross most of the Driftless. It's all like the Cool Bluffs. Yes. It's Lanesboro. It's Decorah. It's LaCrosse. And geologically speaking, it's the result of the last glaciers didn't scrape that part of the country clean. Right. So uh, drift refers to the little tiny rocks that are left over from glaciers. Yep. This is a fun fact. It's named that because they thought those rocks are in places where glaciers was glaciers were yeah. because they floated on Noah's flood.
0: Oh. So that's where yeah. it
1: came from. Uh-huh. Uh, and the driftless is driftless because the glacier was never there to pulverize stuff down to little pebbles. Yes. So it's all the cool bluffs and the yep. winding rivers and all that stuff.
0: It's why... Um, our part of the state is picturesque with these bluffs and valleys, and a lot of Minnesota is flat.
1: Correct.
0: Yes. Flat. And I think it kind of gets into karst geology, which is not this podcast episode, but another podcast yes. episode. Yeah. So, like,
1: because there's an underlying karst geology and then it didn't get glaciated at all, it combines this yeah. magical thing that's in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, and Iowa. Yeah. So that's why we specifically say the Minnesota Driftless yes. Hiking Trail. And then hiking because we have some great trails. We have great water trails. We have great bike trails. We have ATV and snowmobile trails. This is a backpacking trail. So a lot of people are going to be familiar with the Superior Hiking Trail here in Minnesota. Yeah. Or like the Appalachian Trail. Yes. um, Or the Pacific Crest Trail, like Cheryl Strayed's Wild Mm -hmm. book. That, but shrunk down to like 100, 125 miles is our goal.
0: Okay. So how did this idea start?
1: So professionally, I work in community and economic development. Mm -hmm. And I used to be the economic development director for one of the counties that we're working on, Fillmore yep. County. We were working on recreation, where can people go, canoeing, biking, all that yeah. stuff. And it was very obvious that hiking was a missing piece. Yeah. So we started working on that. I left that job, kept on backpacking. I've done a lot of backpacking and hiking, and kind of came back around to it in My when I had some free time, so we can we can do this. Yeah. And drew some maps, shared the maps with some people, and said... What do you think? And the groundswell of support just said, yes, have to do this right now.
0: Yeah. I, when I first learned about it, I think it was maybe a year ago, you were just kind of starting to do some exploration on actual land and talking with landowners and these sorts of things. And recently you went off and did like a part of what could be the future. Trail, right? Yeah.
1: So, so last summer was already, it's been yes. like, like the timeline is all messed up. Oh, my um, goodness. So, it was last June, myself yep. and another one of our neighbors, Andy, Andy went yep. and did a what we called the test hike. So, we yeah. did 25 miles, primarily on public land and roads. Uh-huh. Um, well, all on public land and roads. Yep. And just to prove, like, hey, this can be done. The landscape is interesting, it's engaging, uh-huh. it's safe. And so, we've done that. And then since then, we have been working, um, doing a lot of public outreach, trying to Get people. So we've had we've had landowners sign off and say, "Yep, you can walk across our land." Yeah. Minnesota has some really great laws for that, yeah. protecting landowners. Sure, they allow access. Yeah. And last month or two months ago now, did an event at Eagle Bluff Environmental Learning yes. Center in Lanesboro with a uh, hundred and forty attendees. Amazing. And that's just really. Um, exploded the amount of attention we have from podcasts like this <laughs> and newspapers and we'll yeah. be doing some events up in the cities this summer oh, so and more and more because um, right now it's really about awareness of landowners. Yeah. Um, We are working with the DNR. Uh-huh. We'll cross a lot of DNR land, but that's going to be a process. Yes. And so we also need to be concurrently working with landowners to figure out where we can go.
0: Uh-huh. Sure. Wow. Seriously, so much excitement and I love that there's been so much... Um support and enthusiasm because i think it's it's gonna be a great asset to southeastern minnesota i'm so excited that you're spearheading it
1: yeah thank you for doing that it's been super fun and super exciting because like the people who know it love it yeah and there's people in the backpacking community we meet online and they're like what is i've never even heard of this place what is this right and so it's drawing a lot of attention it has the ability to like expand what we already have but also add a whole new dimension and if you're a backpacker Kind of is not super fun that it's four, six, eight hours to a really great long-distance trail. Sure. Mm-hmm. So this adds it. And if you're south of us, if you're in Des Moines, if you're in Chicago, this is way closer than anything.
0: Sure. Yeah. Well, really exciting. Um, and so if people want to know more about the Driftless Trail, what where can they go? What can they do?
1: Sure. So our website is mndriftlesshikingtrail.org. Mm-hmm. And then all of our socials, so Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, are. At Hike MN Driftless.
0: At Hike MN Driftless. Okay, yes. got it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, that was like, I couldn't wait to ask that question for the podcast, <laughs> so I just led off with it because it's so cool and so fascinating, but now we're going to go backwards. Okay. Okay. So, um, now that we've talked about the Driftless Trail, I want to know how long you've lived in Rochester, and if it's not been for like your whole life, what brought you here?
1: Okay. So... My wife and I bought our house in Rochester in summer of 2018. Mm-hmm. And before that, we were living uh, in Chatfield for about six months at my in law's house. Yeah. Uh, and then before that, for eight and a half years, we were in Mason City, Iowa. Okay. And I'm um, looking for a career change, looking to a lifestyle change, a lot of things, uh, and got a job up here. So came up here to do that economic development work. Yeah. And, um, We'd come up a few different times, kind of scouting it out or for fun. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an easy, relatively cheap place to go on vacation yeah. if you're locally. <laughs> drop the drop the kiddo off the grandparents right? and go have fun. Sure. Um And just found it was, it was the right size for us. It had a lot of opportunities for us. Mm-hmm. We came up the like the weekend that was the deciding factor. We came up. We were supposed to go somewhere else, and there was a storm, so we came we came here instead. Stayed at a hotel downtown did the farmer's market Saturday morning, did Art on the Ave, didn't know Art on the Ave existed. And like we're seeing these people walk out of the neighborhood with all this cool stuff. And we just wander in there and we're like, okay, Rochester is cooler than we recognize.
0: Shout out to Art on the Avenue. An amazing,
1: amazing entity. Um, And it's cooler than we recognize. We maybe need to look seriously at living here. Mm -hmm. And that kind of kicked off the whole process and said, all right, here we are.
0: Oh, and we're so glad you ended up here in a very cool house, I might add. Your house is like one of the coolest in the neighborhood for sure it's like tucked into trees it feels very much like you're in the forest in your house right
1: yeah it's very wooded it's um, kind of like that last generation of houses that got built in the 70s yes. before there was a planning department so there's all sorts of weird things about it um <laughs> it's
0: like built into the hill kind yeah, of it's like a view of cool downtown architecture and cool roof angles and yeah it's very very cool so so you you mentioned the farmer's market. And I couldn't wait to ask you this question, too. I kind of sprung it on you right before we started. But you love the farmer's market. And before I ask you why, I love that you on social media um, oftentimes will go to the farmer's market. And you will come back and you'll say, hey, Rochester, you all need to get to the farmer's market. And here's why. Here's what I picked up. Here's what you can pick up. Here's what I made with what I picked up. And I love that because it, it basically ushers people into an easy experience at the farmer's market so now I want to know why why do you like the farmer's market so much
1: so great question uh, and it's a very involved question maybe okay. more involved than you anticipated
0: <laughs> probably <laughs> so, uh
1: passion for local foods go back goes back to college. Uh, I went to school at St. John's and we had in St. Joe, it's like population 5,000 including the yes. students at the time.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, one of the best farmers markets I've ever been to. Uh-huh. 40, 50 vendors. Uh, you could get flour, you could get honey, you could get sunflower seed oil, you could get meat, veggies, wow. dried herbs. Yeah. And got really into that and then as a an economics student at the time studying um, the flow of money and the interactions of cash, all that stuff really just spoke to me um, loudly. And through my professional career, I've had the chance to manage a farmer's market mm-hmm. in Mason City. And I've seen the challenges that mm-hmm. that brings. Um, I've been an entrepreneurial you know, business coach, things like that. And so I understand what these people are going through. Yeah. And I'm a big proponent. The trail is a part of this of like loving where you live, love, you know, learn to love and celebrate what you already have. Right. We, the farmer's market is like the best way we can do that in the Midwest. Yes.
0: Yeah. I Well, that wasn't as long of an answer as I thought you were going to. It could have gone longer. I'm coaching I myself. I have been – the farmer's market is one of my very favorite things in the city. I love it. There is very rarely a farmer's market that I miss. I think it's so special, and I think it's an incredible way to get to know the community at large and who is producing food and what they're producing. I mean, it's very surprising to be like – oh wow there are mushroom farmers or you know there there used to be somebody I don't know I haven't seen him for a while but he had ginger and um just the incredible bounty that comes within a what 30 mile radius
1: yeah I mean there, there's the, the ginger guy is still there but he like runs out of stuff every year yes but he also goes <laughs> turmeric so you get yes. the turmeric that's yes. really good too yes shout out to turmeric man yeah the, the bad thing is I don't know this is where I'm bad. I don't know most of these people's names. Right.
0: It's like, oh, there's a smoked trout place. Right. Oh, there's the ginger guy.
1: Yep. I know. <laughs> like, they're the people on the far left when you walk in the door. They're left on the end cap. Like, yes, that's exactly. how we describe them.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: I'm not when you're not the manager of the market, you don't know these
0: things. <laughs> right, right. Right.
1: Right. Uh So yeah, there, there's an amazing diversity of cappers, big red barn milk out of yes. Chatfield, and the Stockton Trout Farm. Yes. And like, you could do all of your shopping there if you wanted yeah, to. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Super cool. All right. So now we're gonna jump into some. Rochester-related questions, okay? Yeah. So, Marty, we have talked about a couple of different things. We know that you like hiking and backpacking. We like, you know that you like going to the farmer's market, but... All right, and now we're just going to take a quick break from a word from our sponsor. Save, spend, share, learn, bingo. April is Youth Financial Literacy Month. During the month of April, please join First Alliance Credit Union and Rochester Local for save, spend, share, Learn bingo. Earn chances to win the grand prize of one of two electric scooters. So how do you win these electric scooters? Simply complete your bingo board. Step one, download your bingo board at firstalliancecu.com or visit a First Alliance Credit Union branch to pick up your bingo board. Step two, complete the different save, share, spend, and learn activities to get a vertical, horizontal, or a diagonal bingo on the board double entries if you get a blackout. Step three, submit your finished bingo board by uploading your board at firstalliancecu.com or dropping it off at a First Alliance Credit Union branch by April 30th, 2023. Bonus prize. During the month of April, if you visit a First Alliance Credit Union branch with your kids to open a youth account or make a deposit into an existing youth account, you get a free piggy bank while supplies last. Join us for save, spend, share, learn, bingo. You have eight hours of uninterrupted Rochester time. Where are you going? Who are you taking? What are you doing? I
1: thought about this question,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm going to answer it in the easiest to hardest, so I can maybe think of the third part. So, what <laughs> am I doing? Is eating. I think okay. that Rochester does a really great job having a wide variety. There's some amazing restaurateurs out there. I think that that has evolved some.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, we were just at Otori Soshi last night. Uh, I'm just going to keep on throwing out businesses' names, whether they sponsors or not. Sorry, herp. that's your problem. No, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I think you know, we would probably hit the bike trail on like an e bike, on the rentals, or the lime scooter and just hit up. Prescotts and Redwood Room yes. and Sheboji and Blue Duck and Atori <laughs> and Flap Doodles and You're just gonna be eat full. and eat and eat and eat. <laughs> uh, I I will throw out one like critique.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, that I think that we struggle with in Rochester is some menus, especially some lists and cocktail menus, uh-huh. are a little static.
0: Oh, you think so? And yeah. I th-
1: I think, I, I get why, because if especially if your clientele is medical destination clientele, yeah. they're here once. Right. Like, they don't know that it's the same seven beers that have been on tap right for the last two years. Oh, gotcha. Um, and the same menu, because they're looking to eat there once.
0: So you're looking for a little variety. I wish, I wish there was a
1: little more turnover on gotcha. some things. Um, but yeah, so I'm eating, I'm riding, doing active things. I think the bike trails are great, going down to the river. Um, and I think my only stipulation on who I'd ring is people who will share their food. They know some <laughs> they're not into sharing food, um, but I I cannot afford, even in an imaginary world, to buy all the food I want to try. Yeah, So you I'm you bringing have, yes. samplers.
0: Yeah, so it's like, you get this, and I'll get this, and then we yes. switch, and we trade. Yes, yes. Yeah, right, yeah. Well, yeah. my husband, AJ, is notorious, because re- regardless of whether or not I want to share my food or not, he's literally always going to steal a bite. Always, it's the way to do things. So it sounds like you guys are yeah yeah. We can go to lunch. Fast challenge. friends, perfect. All right, so let's see. What are two things your friends would say about you? Not necessarily a Rochester question, but an interesting one.
1: Hmm. One would be, and this is like a, a name I use on stuff. Serial hobbyist, like always trying new things, <laughs> yeah. uh, which I I've learned to just like love it and own it and yep. be okay with yep. it. So, like, how long is this hobby going to last? It's not going to be long. It's going to be days, weeks. Don't say that about the Driftless Trail. That's not a hobby. That's, like, a passion thing. Uh, (laughs) A
0: life pursuit.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Uh, But so that's one thing. Like, always trying new things, always doing whatever. Um, And I think then that that spills into always having an interesting take on things. Always, like, tying things together. So. That's a professional thing. It's a personal history thing, having such a varied personal history. Always able to connect to random things. Uh-huh. And some people have noted, like, I, if we meet, I'm going to ask you like, a lot of random questions, and I'm going to play the who do we know game. Oh, sure. And I'm always fascinated to find like that we know this random person, not through Rochester, but like, oh, your cousin is married to oh, my, my second cousin's <laughs> friend who works at the casino with him in Arizona. Yeah. like That's the game that I, I play. I
0: think we're all so much more uh, connected than we Realize, and we'd probably find out so much more if we had those deeper questions. Yeah. you know, questions or opportunities to. Yeah. Uh, cool. So you're so, a serial hobbyist, and you're going to ask those.
1: I am, and and it's re- eccentric and, questions. And in part, I've I've learned this by myself. That that's how I remember people, and I I kind of like oh, index yeah. them. So I have like multiple search terms in my brain, like. Right, this is Becky. She comes from Andy. She has a podcast, like, <laughs> and then I can like remember like the podcast, podcast and go from there. Yeah, yeah. So
0: cool. That's a cool way of kind of filtering things in your life. I like that a lot. All right. So up next, what is something you find really interesting about Rochester?
1: There's a lot interesting about Rochester. It's true. Yes. One thing is that we have very little. The way the city grew yeah, is very unusual for other cities, yeah. right? Because we were like this little tiny farm town, yes. 15 20,000 people, yes. and now we're a 120, 125,000 yes. people, but all of that growth happened like from the 50s on. Yes. And so well, we have a downtown, which is also weird for a city of 120,000 people to have the size of the downtown size of, yes. we do, mm-hmm. and it's way more lively than people give it credit for. I agree. Uh that we have this, and we have like a couple of old pre-war neighborhoods—Latterly, mm-hmm. Kotsky, Pill Hill, so, yeah, so, like that. Yeah. But that I think that less than ten percent of houses in Rochester are before 1940. Really? Yeah, and that that shapes the city. So it's it's interesting in that really it's very fact. sprawly.
0: It is pretty sprawled. Um, yeah.
1: Um, which we, but it's interesting how we've adapted to that, right? Yeah. Like, we have really amazing sushi in a strip mall. It's we true. We have um, all these little things in, like, that doesn't stop us from doing cool things. Right. But the physical layout of Rochester yes. belies the culture that has emerged that's a, here.
0: That's a really interesting observation. And I like that you say that because, like you said, this amazing sushi in a strip mall um on the northwest part of town it actually feels can you guess what i had
1: for dinner last night yeah i can
0: (laughs) (laughs) it actually feels uh, a little metropolitan in a way because that's the way that it is in bigger cities too you get some of these this amazing oftentimes ethnic foods in like what maybe a strip mall yeah you know and that sort of thing so it's 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 interesting that you brought that up and a really good point if 10%, 10%, huh?
1: That's what I remember. I was looking up for a different project, and it, it's a very, very low number yeah. uh, that you'd expect, because most of it is like, if you didn't get big then, you're never going to get that big, unless you're maybe a suburb. But we're not a suburb. We are our own thing.
0: And, you know, I will say for... So there. There are a lot of reasons why I like Rochester. There better be. I mean, my like, I've got this whole business, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. based on Rochester. But I will say, when you go up to the cities and you're headed, like you're going to something in a suburb or something like this, there's no downtown. There's no character. Right. There's no anything. There's no... So you've got like a city like Eden Prairie or whatever, well, you're not going to have a quaint downtown in Eden Prairie. Right. You're not going to have a quaint downtown in Bloomington or Apple Valley or anything like this. So you might have proximity to more option or whatever, but you know, where does that vibrancy come from and, and how is it created in some of these newer communities? And that's what I really appreciate about Rochester is it can be this smaller community, but it has this downtown.
1: And I think we're at a point where we're kind of figuring out what that means as a community right there's there's maybe some legacy business players who are aging out yeah and there's a lot of great new people coming up and taking advantage like the post pandemic stuff sure and i think that for any change we have seen the last few years we're going to see way more change in the next five years Uh,
0: agreed i think that we are on the cusp uh what are your thoughts on the rochester geese I
1: don't have a lot of thoughts on the Rochester geese. No, like everywhere I've lived has had a ton of geese and birds. Yes, for sure. Okay. Um. And like I get like Rochester, like the Rochester goose, like the subspecies that was thought to be extinct and all that. Yes, the giant Canada goose, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that yeah, Canadensis giganticus or whatever. Oh wow. Um, Look at. I don't think that's the real name. It's. Throwing it out, Marty. Uh, So I mean, they're cool. It's good to have like a thing to bond to. Uh But there's also the crows, and in our neighborhood, the deer.
0: Yes, the
1: deer and the deer. The deer. Yes, the deer. Yes. So, yeah, the geese are a thing um,
0: that are here. That are here. (laughs) But we
1: have we. One of the benefits of being a little lower density community is like we do have. Crazy bird watching in town, so like yes. we when we do maple syrup, we see sandhill cranes and trumpeter swans, and we had a stupid family of Merlins that lived at our house two years ago, and they ate all of our chickadees um no it was awesome so we like loved them for two weeks, we named them Merle and Lynn, and then wow, we that's so we hate them, we hate them with a passion, and if we hear them on our walks, we're like, oh God no, they're back. <laughs>
0: Have it's you, a really
1: weird family. Have dynamic. you seen
0: the? Did you see the piliated woodpecker when I was in the neighborhood a couple years ago? We
1: see them pretty much weekly, still at our house.
0: At your house, yeah. you do?
1: Yeah. If you want to see piliated woodpeckers, just hang out at our for a couple. Are hours.
0: you kidding? I've yeah. only seen him twice. Oh yeah. I've only seen him twice. How many times have you seen foxes in your backyard though?
1: Um. A dozen, maybe. Really?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, you win. You, you're just much more wooded than, than we are here. I've seen foxes yeah. like three. And my times, wife's
1: right? like office overlooks the yard, so like she's like constantly eyes oh, in the yard. We happy. we had a fox for a while, almost daily, and we learned that the crows would start cawing in a certain direction from the house, and then we're like, oh, the crows are cawing in Jay's backyard. We have to go look, and then we'd see the fox go past.
0: Oh, really? Yes. Oh,
1: man. You just got to learn to listen to nature.
0: Oh Marty, that's like a whole like Mr. Rogers episode or like another podcast altogether. That's a good one. All right, so fill in the blank. Rochester needs a
1: small pub on the north side of town.
0: Oh. That's a good answer so are you saying like north of 37th street no no
1: just uh like in the silver lake bridge area
0: oh but one of,
1: i i feel like i'm doing a lot of complaining it's not complaining it's you're improving complaining. it's 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 taking good and making it better
0: you're suggesting
1: um another thing i've noticed about a lot of rochester restaurants is they're big yep. and there, there's regulatory reasons for that sure. there's a lot of zoning and building code mm-hmm. and liquor license things that yeah. cause that but uh, I don't think that if you have like a 5,000 square foot restaurant, it's not a great place to build community. Yeah. And so I wish we had more, you know, 15, 20, 25 seat small bars, small plates. I think Thirsty Belgian does this amazingly well. Like, yeah. if you could just have a second Thirsty Belgian on the north side of Broadway, that would be wonderful.
0: Hint. Thirsty Belgian owner. Yes. Right? You know
1: him, yeah. don't you? Yeah. yeah. I, I just from... Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I mean, I would like something that's walkable.
1: Yes. And, okay. And so maybe another, like, same answer but different. So I'm just going to answer the question yeah. twice. Perfect. Is Rochester needs a change in the laws around where we can have businesses.
0: So there can be things that are more walkable. Right. like... So like if in, the, you, in, in a neighborhood.
1: Yes. So yeah. if you could have a coffee shop, like our super block that we're in, so yes. Northeast, Northern Heights area, yes. 14th, 37th Broadway, East Circle, yes. there's no businesses.
0: None. None. Um, it's a huge chunk of town. Yeah.
1: So it's over a mile for us to walk to the nearest coffee shop.
0: Yes. And...
1: For me, it's a little little less for you, but not much less.
0: Not much less. I mean, I'm, I'm not complaining about the topography, but there is also a giant hill. There
1: is a giant hill. <laughs> but even if you live at the bottom of the right, hill, it can true. still be a mile.
0: It is true. And I oftentimes think um, how nice it would be to just have a bodega or a corner market. Mm-hmm. Um, and just even just to get the small grocery things that you need. Like I said, in the middle of this northeast chunk of where we live, it's just... Houses,
1: yeah, and, and a place to meet your neighbors. Like, even if it was like somebody converted their garage into a coffee shop wine bar, it's that'd true. be perfect. <laughs>
0: oh, my, um,
1: to do interact that, with, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you can't here, unfortunately. I so,
0: I know. Can you do something about that, please?
1: Uh, I bet somebody listening could.
0: Somebody listening, get in contact with Marty. <laughs> Mm. okay we're gonna we're gonna uh, uh wrap these things we're gonna wrap this up here what is the best rochester adventure you've been on
1: taking adventure to heart
0: Yes. Last
1: fall, so we're, we like to go canoeing. Yeah. We go canoeing. I think what, another thing that Southeast Minnesota has great is we have these amazing rivers. They're super interesting without being very technical. Mm-hmm. And uh, we took our canoe down to right behind the Rack Center.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh.
1: And yep. uh, we paddled from there to just shy of Lake Zumbro.
0: Okay. Yeah. Which
1: was almost four hours of canoeing, Yeah. 10 minutes of driving. Because of the way that the river goes back and forth. So it was super easy. We drove up there in um, our better canoe carrying car Uh and parked our car at the canoe takeout on 75th.
0: Yep. Yes.
1: Drove back in the Prius.
0: Yeah.
1: I could drive the canoe from my house to the uh, rec center on the Prius. Like, that was fine. Yes. Left the car there. We went paddling for the day. Um, We saw 10 houses probably, but there's bald eagles and there's falcons and there's herons and there's... Lots of geese, yes, um, and all these other awesome songbirds. Yes. We saw these two kids who were totally doing. They were like ten year old boys, probably breaking rocks, but they, <laughs> they may as well have been murdering somebody because they were like, oh no, there's people, <laughs> um, and that was yeah, just the Zumbro River. Nature in the City was an amazing adventure.
0: The You know, you're not the only podcast guest to talk to me about how awesome the canoeing is. Actually, Lita Casper, she was like podcast number five, I think. She also talked about how amazing the Zumbro is and how isolated you feel and how just truly, um, like you said, you drove 10 minutes total and you are in this beautiful area where you can see so much of the nature. And mm-hmm. I think that the Zumbro affords a, a, a lot of that. And it's underutilized, too. Very
1: underutilized, yeah. Yeah,
0: so can you do something about that, too, Marty?
1: Well, it's kind of nice to be underutilized, because there's, like, no competition.
0: You did tell me that you were a serial hobbyist. So yes. first, you have to get a coffee wine shop. Yeah. <laughs> Next, you have to over... No, don't overutilize this umbrella. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we've reached a part of the podcast where we are going to pull out our sticker board. Ooh. And you are going to put a sticker on the board of...
1: Uh, it is. a different psychic Trail. Oh! I mean, shameless self promotion. That's what this is all about. You had about. to. Go ahead. Yes. Put, put it on so there. So let's see if I can peel this safely. I probably should have started peeling this like five minutes ago. That's fine. No hey, pressure love all the, the clicky, clicky, sticky sounds. That's fine. Come on. I don't know. We'll have just kind of like
0: talk about it. You can just yeah. pretend. You can just kind of shove it up there. There we everywhere. go. Oh, you got it.
1: I got it. Where are we at? My friend Abe. Yeah. Hmm. Or by the Chateau. We'll do the nature theme together.
0: Perfect excellent ooh i like that you have your own sticker i'm gonna have to get another sticker from you for my own personal collection
1: we'll get that for you
0: marty thank you for joining us today thank you for having me. And for all was... the work you do oh no it's it's a lot of fun i i like that you came on the podcast and I like that you're my neighbor <laughs> so hopefully we'll see you again soon now that it's Warmer? supposed to be warmer. It's pretending to be spring. Right. Anyways. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for everybody for listening. And we'll see you next time on the Rochester Local Podcast. See you around town. Hello Rochester MN friends. I'm so happy that you have joined us for another episode of the Rochester Local Podcast. I loved talking with Marty. Isn't he so cool? I hope that you learned a lot about the Minnesota Driftless Trail and check it out. All of the things that he's doing to get that project off the ground. Despite what the weather tells us, the calendar is telling us it is spring. The weather is warming. The trees are budding. So our resources are turning to spring on rochesterlocal.com. You will find our Rochester MN Guide to Nurseries and Garden Centers because it is time. It's time to start thinking about that. We are mulching at our house. We are thinking about getting our yard looking nice and fresh and maybe you are too. So if that's you, check out that resource. Also, if you haven't signed up for summer camps, it is time to do that. Our guide to summer camps is going to be your one-stop shop for all of your summer camp needs. And another guide we have for you is our Rochester MN Guide to Pizza. This is actually an older guide, but we have refreshed it for you. We have all of the places in Rochester that you can get pizza, all the information, all the details. Maybe you'll see your favorite, and maybe you'll find a new favorite. So check all those resources out at rochesterlocal.com. Lots of fun things to do this weekend. First up is EarthFest. You can go to that at the Northrop Community Education Center this Saturday from 11.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. EarthFest is going to be an expose for all things planet keynote speakers events and demonstrations are planned fun things to do and learn about solutions for our planet root river jam will be there they're a band that plays blues country rock americana music so there's lots of fun things to do for the family so make sure and go and check out earth fest a couple of other things to do this weekend include the rochester record show at little thistle brewing from 11 a.m to 4 p.m Learn how to make seed bombs just like bath bombs, but for your yard. Kids, have your parents call to reserve your spot. 507-328-7350. 507 328 seven three five zero another fun thing to do this weekend is the feed the bear program at oxbow park and Zolman zoo the bear recently woke up from her winter nap come out and learn why bears sleep through the winter and watch the zolman zoo black bear have a little snack other oxbow park news is that their nature center has been under construction their new nature center has been under construction for the last i don't know year and a half i suppose and big news folks it is opening up on May 5th. Rochester Local will be there. And we'll have all of the information and details for you. So make sure that you're watching rochesterlocal.com for all of that information. If you're looking for more things to do this weekend, make sure to head to our website, rochesterlocal.com calendar to check out all that there is to see and do around town. And if you are an event planner that would like to submit your event, to our calendar go to rochesterlocal.com slash calendar slash submission and submit your event it's free to do and we love to have the community at large represented thank you so much for tuning into the rochester local podcast if you have any questions or suggestions for who you'd like to see on our show please email me at becky at rochesterlocal.com thanks so much for tuning in and we hope to see you out and about